Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles that we all need help overcoming. I'm Lisa Carter, The Balancer, and today I'm joined by Jennifer Hunley, The Voice. In this episode, we will be discussing how to make progress despite obstacles. Sometimes the obstacles that we have are because of circumstances that are outside of our control, and we call that life, but other times they are self-imposed. So we're going to take a look at both of those things. You know Jennifer as part of the Jealous Vegan Creative team, but you may not know that she's been on a personal fitness journey for the past couple months. I believe that one of her milestones in her journey might be helpful to some of our listeners who are starting or are trying to keep going with a fitness journey. your fitness level a year ago? Very similar to my nutritional level a year ago. (laughs) I would describe it as aspirational at best. I grew up um, as an athlete. I would even say pretty much a tomboy. Uh, I was very good at softball, volleyball, can still throw a tight spiral (laughs) to the envy of some some of the guys that I know. Um, But as an adult, I would say that athletic but not fit is probably how I would describe myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so because we're friends, and I'm also your trainer, uh, I know that you participated in the Rock and Roll Marathon this spring. What made you decide to do that race? Well, slight correction. I actually did the 5K, uh, not the mm-hmm. actual marathon. Um, but it's because I always wanted to be a runner. In my mind, when I think about the best version of me, uh, it's getting up early on a Saturday or Sunday morning and going for a run. It's just something that I've always wanted to be able to do. Mm -hmm. And when I think about previous attempts to get fit, especially when I was in high school, um, where I probably had my biggest transformation, it was some, I would go out at lunchtime and do a mile or two on the track at school um, every other day. uh, And it didn't take very long for my body to respond. And so I knew that Um, Running would be something that would be helpful uh, for me to make the transformation that I'm looking for right now. Also, uh, I think um, if you you read the About Us section on our website, you'll see that I live in Washington, D.C., particularly in Southeast. And so even though D.C. has street closures for races and protests and events every other weekend, um, this the Rock and Roll Marathon is particularly disruptive to my neighborhood. And so every year I've basically been a prisoner in the house that day because it's just ridiculous to trying to get anywhere until the race is concluded. And I figured this year, if you can't beat them, go ahead and join them. Mm-hmm. This year, I remember that day, the Rock and Roll Marathon, because I did not know that it was going to be particularly disruptive to my life. Mm-hmm. But it was because I live on the other end of the city. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was not fun for me. <laughs> I don't know how, but it, it is the race that touches like all the quadrants. Most of the surface streets get closed. It is really hard to move around unless you're on an underground train. But anything that 
requires being on a, on a street, forget it. I wasn't ready. I was not <laughs> ready. All right. So what are some of the struggles then that made you just doubt your decision to even do the race? Well, even though, I mean, like I said, every year this marathon comes through the neighborhood and, and I knew what it was going to be. And, and I had decided that I was going to participate in the half marathon. Mm-hmm. And it was really my effort to try to jumpstart a fitness routine. It didn't happen. And so I didn't train and I was embarrassed um, in the weeks leading up to it that I knew I wouldn't be able to participate at the level that I had hoped. Mm-hmm. So I almost decided to just call it a loss and go to brunch instead. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> wrong with brunch. Yeah, that usually works. Um, but, you know, I think that was one of the, the biggest things is just pride, you know, and feeling embarrassed that I, I had not follow through on my commitment. Mm -hmm. The other thing though, is as a Christian, I feel like the weekend is best started in service to others. And so I volunteer quite a bit on the weekends and particularly during the months of March and April, um, when people are thinking about and rightfully so, um, considering what Jesus has done. And Mm -hmm. so I felt like I should be setting an example and trying to encourage others uh, to be more like Christ that time of year and not focused on myself. And so even though, again, I knew that I wouldn't be able to volunteer the way that I normally do because of the race, I also questioned whether or not it was the right thing to do to spend my time that way. Um, And so that was just something else that was lingering that that almost had me just kind of hang up my shoes for the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all those things. What were some of the obstacles that presented themselves the actual day of the race that made you want to stay home? Because that was some stuff leading up to, you know, you've got some things brewing. But what about that day? Like, what was going on? <laughs> well, I had made a pretty foolish decision the night before. Um, when I went to the DC armory to sign up for the race and get my, I mean, I'd already signed up, sorry, to get my bib and my shirt and all of the stuff that you need to actually participate. They had a health and fitness expo and I stopped at a booth and bought a new pair of running shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. <And> so, <laughs> Great. <laughs> just like, I'm sure you shouldn't buy new shoes and break them in on the day of your wedding. This was kind of like the same thing. This is like getting a spray tan on the day of your wedding. Exactly. (laughs) Don't get your eyebrows done the day before the wedding. Um, Anyway, so so I I had these pretty new shoes Mm -hmm. that I was planning to to wear um, the day of the race that I had not done any any kind of physical exertion in prior to that morning. Running around the living room. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And I had really made no preparations for actually being on the road and in the and on the course with all the other runners. So I didn't have a fanny pack with any supplies. I didn't know how I was going to navigate. I needed enough water. I have an Apple Watch where I know I could sync music to it, but it was like nine o'clock the night before that I was trying to get my music together so that I would have something to listen to while I was on the on the course. Um, and honestly, even the morning of, as I'm preparing to leave the house, I'm checking Google Maps and it's telling me to go one way and I feel like, no, those streets are going to be closed already. 
And of course they were. So then time is ticking as I'm trying to turn around in traffic to get over to the starting point at RFK Stadium. And so I just, I mean, I was in the car literally saying, just go back home. Don't, <laughs> don't do this. This is, it's not going to work. It's not your day. Just go back home. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't. Right. So, uh, you know, as someone who knows you pretty well, I know that those things are not your style at all. For you not to have everything, like, laid out the night before and ready to go with a backup, like, <laughs> not not how you roll usually. So um, I could see how that could also make you want to turn around. Yeah. Um, it, it was pretty uncharacteristic of me. Mm-hmm. But I think it it speaks to how we operate when we are afraid. Mm-hmm. Or when we feel uh, incapable of doing something, which thankfully is not typically how I function on a day-to-day basis. But in this area of my life, I absolutely feel like, oh, I can't do it. Maybe it's bigger than me. Maybe I'm just doomed to be overweight my whole life and I can't kick it. And, you know, all the stories that we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, what's funny is I never even thought about how I have these other skills that I could have brought forward into making this more successful. Um, but I'm glad you're mentioning it so that as I'm trying to tackle this thing in the future, I can draw on some of those capabilities uh, to help me in this area of life for, which has, for whatever reason, escaped me up to this point. Mm-hmm. I had that same thought. It's it's funny how discouragement works because, you know, all it took was the one thing, feeling like you didn't train properly. And from there, it was kind of like, well, I'm not going to put a bag together. I'm not going to download my music. I'm not going anyway. You know, you're like talking yourself out of it, like slowly backing yourself out of it. And uh, I feel like that happens in so many areas of our life where we it's one small thing that we end up, you know, backing, backing out of everything. Yeah. Yeah, so what did you learn then through this experience? I learned a lot. So even though it was incredibly difficult just to do a 5K, and I I ran and walked, um, I have to look back to see what my pace was. And I felt pretty good about the time in which I finished the, what is it, 3.2 miles. Mm-hmm. But as I was on the course, I some epiphanies definitely came to my mind. Um, and the first is, it's okay to start smaller than you originally intended. So even though it was shame and embarrassment and maybe pride that almost blocked me because I said I was going to do the half marathon and here I'm doing just the 5K, a much smaller goal, I realized that if we're approaching an event in life like a high school reunion or a friend's wedding or a vacation where we might have to wear, want to wear a bathing suit or have a certain look as we're strolling around town, we should be motivated to continue to make the change, even if it's not according to the plan that we originally set for ourselves. I think the most important thing is not to give up, that we should seize whatever victory we can and use that as the momentum or springboard or motivation to take a giant step forward to get to the other side of I have begun. Mm -hmm. And as one friend tells me, don't stop starting. Which right. I think about because it sounds weird, but yeah, don't start, don't stop starting. Yeah. Keep making uh, the choice to begin mm-hmm. and keep beginning until it's part of who you are. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I see this all the time, especially with, with fitness and training. People set these really huge goals. They'll say, I need to lose 20 pounds in 30 days. Well, that's not really doable. And then they end up, you know, stressing themselves out and weighing themselves every day and all of those sort of things. So but I think you're right. The purpose is really just to make it a habit, make it a part of your life. And don't be afraid to have to reevaluate your goals or, you know, do something different if that one isn't working. Yeah. Um, not that the larger goal can't still be the eventual goal, but understand, too, that it takes sometimes smaller steps to get to the bigger leap. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything else? You learned anything else? Yeah, I realized that there's no amount of money spent or peer pressure that could be exerted that will make me do what I don't want to do. And I think it's important to have those um, You know, they say the carrot or the stick that I probably respond well to carrots rather than sticks. (laughs) (laughs) And and there was no real carrot other than to be able to say that I did it and that I'd hoped that it would make me more fit and give me more cardiovascular endurance. And I will one day be a runner, but it it just it, it wasn't any of those things. And so the fact that a handful of my friends knew I was supposed to do the race or that I'd spent not really, I think it was less than a hundred dollars to get registered, which Mm -hmm. thankfully was not so much money that I felt like if I lost it, it would, you know, it would not be the end of the world if I said, well, I paid for it, but I'm not going to participate in the race. Um, but none of those things had me start to train in October when I said was, I was going to start training. Right. Mm -hmm. I said, I need six months to be able to train and be able to do this well. So I'll start October one, knowing that the race was in March. And that didn't work. And so then November came and I still hadn't started. And then December came and I still hadn't started. And I don't set New Year's resolutions, but January came (laughs) and everybody else is like, I'm going to get fit and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I still was just kind of plotting through my regular workouts with you, not adding in enough components to help me do the race. So Mm -hmm. I realized that my why has to be about me and it can't be something external that it that it has to be, that I have to be the driving force for me making a change like this. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Uh, I remember, you know, going through your workout routines for the week, and I'm like, do you want to add in your training day? You're like, no, I got it. And I'm like, uh, are you training yet? You're like, no, I got it. And we got to December, I'm like, what is that race again? And you're like, no, I got it. Um, I remember that. So uh, that's a good thing to know about yourself, though, that mm-hmm. those things are not going to move you to go. So, and I think that that's true of a lot of people. People feel like something else is going to push them, but it comes from the inside. Yeah. So, what's next? <laughs> what's happening? Um, sure you haven't given up. I'm sure you got a new goal. You got something going, so. I do. Uh, strangely, this experience in, in the spring didn't get me to be more consistent with running <laughs> or fitness in general, sad to say. But I also recognize that, as you said, there are some circumstances or obstacles outside of our control um, Mm -hmm. and life got in the way for me. I've had some medical things that have been a concern, but those are getting have gotten resolved primarily and I'm feeling much better. So um, I'm happy to say that I was able to utilize some internal motivation and some external peer pressure Mm -hmm. uh, to get serious about fitness just about a month ago. And so that was, you know, the end of May. And um, I am shocked at how 
consistent I've been in just the last 30 days in maintaining a fitness level that I really didn't think that I was capable of. So I'm actually planning to write about that for our website, Mm -hmm. uh, The Power of Peer Pressure. (laughs) Positive. Yes. Positive. (laughs) And how some tools related to technology make that even easier for us. Mm -hmm. I did go ahead and sign up for the half marathon for next year. All right. So I'll be checking back in October. <laughs> yeah, between now and October, my, my goal is to just make fitness part of my everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- again, I have an Apple Watch, so it tells me how many steps I have and if I'm meeting my um, calorie burn goal and my exercise goal for the day. And um, I've joined you on that so that you can see where mm-hmm. I'm tracking each day and give me a nudge if I need it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm looking forward to having that vision of me as a runner next year, even before next year. Um, That gives me, you know, and I have plenty of time now. And now that I've put it here on the podcast and we're making it available to anyone in the world who wants to listen to it, I'm sure that motivation (laughs) will just continue. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, it is important. I wouldn't necessarily say important, but it's beneficial for people to have, something maybe a goal that they set that they don't accomplish and they realize you know I didn't accomplish it because of myself and maybe I would have did this thing differently or that thing differently I didn't prepare properly I didn't train properly sometimes those setbacks end up being a good thing because we can do it differently the next time and be more successful the next time and even the next time if it's not perfect the way you would want it to be it's still going to be progress from at least this time when you did it right because there's absolutely things that you would do differently so uh, I like that I like that you've set new goals you got a new outlook new perspective you signed up for a new race ready to go yeah yeah and you're right I I hate to think of it as failure um, but a good friend of mine says that when we fail we get experience and so I think this experience has helped me to understand who I am Mm -hmm. and what I want and where I need to go if I plan to be successful. Mm -hmm. Go get it. I am. (laughs) I am. Go get it. All right. Well, we thank you guys so much for listening to uh, the podcast today. We, as always, we welcome you guys' feedback. Please feel free to go to thejealousvegan.com. We have a comment section. You can give us comments. You can give us feedback. You can tell us what you want to hear about. Um, anything that you think or would be helpful for either the podcast itself or the blog um we'd like to hear those from you guys so thanks for listening yes thank you for letting me share my story and hopefully it will help someone who is like me struggling to make fitness a regular part of their existence Mm -hmm. and as we always say don't let perfection be the enemy of progress